are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Monday, a pair of wins for New Orleans over the weekend. One almost made easy against the Philadelphia 76ers to a degree. Zion Williamson dominant in that one over Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. We'll recap that game in the full point Zion experience. And then on Sunday, taking on a tanking, you could safely say that, Cleveland Cavaliers team. And this one went down to the very end, though the Pelicans ultimately pulled it out. Two wins One great, one actually kind of a disappointing win that really sheds some light on where this team stands. And then we'll talk about exactly where that is because they're still in the thick of playoff contention, postseason contention. But this one makes you wonder a little bit more about the future of the team to a certain degree. And I'll explain what I mean in the third segment. We'll also touch on the Sacramento Kings who are here in town in the Smoothie King Center tonight as the Pelicans look to make it uh, another win here. Three straight form. Uh, so let's do it in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So let's go in order, starting with Friday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. The 76ers, who are a really, really good basketball team. I've been watching a lot of them recently. They're 36-16 going into this game before losing to your New Orleans Pelicans by the final score of 101-94. And New Orleans really kind of handled them. Like, there wasn't really anything, particularly in the second half, fully in doubt. And New Orleans had a 15-point lead in this one before ultimately letting it go away just a little bit. But ultimately, they, they did enough. You know, this was a game that they should have won and played to win and were the deserving victor in this one. This one's no fluke. Now, Philadelphia's maybe a bit of the perfect team for them to play. Philly doesn't like to shoot a ton of threes. They like to work inside out with Joel Embiid. And while Zion stole the show with his stat line, the story of this one could ultimately be or really the secret reason maybe why the Pelicans won is because they managed to really limit what Joel Embiid was able to do in this game. And in particular, it's Steven Adams who did it. You know, I think he's had a little bit of a rough go this season. You know, playing a big man next to Zion doesn't look great. He has been in and out of the lineup with injuries. You know, at one point, maybe in his career, he was a solid defender, but he's been sort of trending downhill to a degree and that's still a very good rebounder. He looked like an all defensive center in this game against Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, who's in the running for MVP, played 31 minutes on the night. He was 5 of 16 from the field for just 14 points. He was 0 for 3 from deep. You saw Steven Adams keep him away from the paint and just not let him go inside whatsoever. In fact, he only took four shots in the restricted area. That's it. He forced so many jumpers and mid-rangers, and Embiid just wasn't able to connect on those. For those those like mid-range shots that I've told you are not great, even then when you're kind of close, he was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So he was two of eight, two of eight in the mid-range in this game. That's because Steven Adams kept him away and put him in a bad spot. And then 
it was kind of enough, right? You saw some flashes offensively from a guy like Tobias Harris, and he's going to be tough to slow down, but it wasn't ultimately enough to get the Philadelphia 76ers over 100 points. And while there were open three-point looks, they weren't really able to convert at them very much. And everyone was kind of just missing shots in this one as the 76ers ultimately just shot 42%. But offensively for New Orleans, you didn't need a whole lot else because Zion Williamson went off. 37 points, 15 rebounds, and 8 assists, along with just 2 turnovers. He struggled shooting in the first half but really started to get it going in the second half. 15 of 28. 54% still really good. He was 7 of 11 from the free throw line. Not great, but not bad. But he played point guard in this. When you look at who they started, it was Eric Bledsoe starting in the backcourt and basically Zion Williamson. They uh, started Najee Marshall again, but he's more of a wing than a two guard or a point guard. And so without Lonzo Ball, the Pelicans started Zion Williamson at point guard, basically, and he delivered. He was awesome in this game. Slinging the ball, making every kind of read, developing really good chemistry between him and Jackson Hayes. And this was the full-on Zion is a point guard experience. And this was the game that I think people are going to take note of him and be like, yeah, he, he doesn't play like a big. He's not a big. This is where the narrative around him is probably going to change. When you see him do what he did in this game, again, 15 of 28, 15 rebounds, three offensive boards, eight assists, and just two turnovers and 37 points, there's no stopping it. Joel Embiid is one of the better defenders in the league and couldn't contest him at the rim. They tried Ben Simmons on him throughout the game. That didn't work. They tried Matisse Thibel, who's a very good wing defender and very good defender overall. He wasn't able to slow Zion Williamson down. The only guy that had any sort of mild, mild success against Zion was Danny Green. And that's okay. When they are one of the better defensive teams I've seen in the league this year, the 76ers, and Zion does what he did to them, Oh boy, watch out. And at one point, he had a pull-up jumper, driving, realized the rim was walled off, elevated, shot, and made it. And if he adds that to his game, I don't I don't know what teams are supposed to do at all. Imagine if he ever develops a three-point shot and you actually have to guard him far out. They were trying to kind of sag off of him and it didn't work. And the Pelicans, to their credit, were able to wall off the rim from the 76ers, try and make them shoot threes, and they're not comfortable with that whatsoever. There were no kickout passes to make because they weren't driving inside whatsoever in this one. And that's how New Orleans was able to win, just a team that maybe doesn't match up well with them and wasn't able to kind of play their game because it just plays right into the Pelicans' hands. The Philadelphia 76ers, 34 points in the paint, by the way, compared to New Orleans, who had 66. That'll do it. Was this... The real team, though, or was this a mirage and just just the right matchup? And maybe, maybe we got a bit of an answer to that in the next game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, which we'll talk about coming up here next. So before we get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Indeed.com. If you're the hiring expert for your company, what you want is qualified candidates in the door very quickly so that you can just get on with your business. Go back to generating revenue. You don't want to have these jobs open for a while. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview. 
all on Indeed.com. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster, only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications, and schedule complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests or add your own, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applicants that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Seriously, you've got to try these things. I've been eating the churro marshmallow puff bar that you're just going to have no idea is healthy for you. But you know what? It is. These things are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. You're going to think you're eating a candy bar instead of a protein bar. Built Bar is great for the health conscious person who's looking to lose or maintain weight while eating something that doesn't taste terrible. In fact, it tastes delicious. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high in protein and high in fiber. And if you want to give them a try, go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So if the Pelicans showed all of their potential in that win over the Philadelphia 76ers, they showed you why this team is so frustrating and so maddening and why fans are really fed up to a degree with the play against the Cleveland Cavaliers on Sunday. And yes, they did this in a win, a 116-109 win. But look, they didn't win this one until about the final four or five minutes of this basketball game. And in fact, they found themselves down by a lot at one point in this one, 13 points in the first half. And this is against a Cleveland Cavaliers team on the second night of a back-to-back without Darius Garland and without Colin Sexton. So their two best players, they weren't in the lineup, and the Pelicans had to kind of sweat this one out. Zion Williamson looked good again. 38 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks. He did it on 73% shooting. That is freaking insane. He's awesome. Brandon Ingram had a good scoring night. He felt it. 27 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists from him, 3 of 6 from deep, and a perfect 8 of 8 from the line. 8 of 18 from the field. They combine to go for close to 70-ish points, 65 points, and this team barely squeaked out a win because they played so unbelievably poorly defensively. It was, it's not shocking. It's just, yeah, you know what? You can't carry any of that momentum over from the Philadelphia 76ers, and it makes that game feel more like a fluke than the norm for them when you watch this team. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Does anyone know who Dean Wade is? You do. You do because you watched the game. But did you know who Dean Wade was going into this game? He's a second-year player who, in his first year, averaged 1.7 points per game. This season, he's averaging 5.1 points per game. He played at Kansas State. He's 24 years old. You don't know who Dean Wade is. Dean Wade 
went for 21 against New Orleans in this game. 8 of 12 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 21 points, 3 steals too. They just let him do that. Nothing, you had Brandon Ingram guarding him, but not really because he was just running free and B.I. wasn't doing anything. And Zion defensively completely, completely lost out there. Allowing guys to make backdoor cuts and do other things. It was so disappointing to watch this team play because you know what they're capable of. We know how much talent's here and that they can be really, really good. And then they go out and they play against a team that's openly tanking, tired because they're on the second night of a back-to-back, and without their two best players, and you barely win. And it takes, you know, heroic offensive performances from B.I. and Zion Williamson to kind of kind of get there. And they, they, they weren't good. Like, they were bad defensively. Really, the MVPs of this game, to a certain degree, is Najee Marshall and maybe in some minutes off the bench, Jackson Hayes. That's really it. Like, those are the guys. Hayes, because he hit that three right at the end of the half. Those are the guys that you look at this and are like, those are the ones who made the winning plays that allowed New Orleans to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's awful. Awful to have to say. And Stan Van Gundy, after this game, rightfully called out both... Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram in a good way. Like not just saying there, you could also say instead of calling out, he's holding them accountable, right? He said they shouldn't be happy with their overall performances. There's no excuses for how bad they're playing on defense. They need more from them because they're the franchise guys. They have to take accountability on that side of the ball and play better. He's not wrong. Everyone needs to play better, but those two Everything's going to start with them, including what's going to go on on the defensive side of the ball. And Zion Williamson took this well, said after the game when it was his turn to speak that he appreciates that Stan Van Gundy says things like this because you know what? He's not wrong. And it says that's him seeing how good we can be and he wants us to live up to that. And they need to hear these sorts of things to kind of keep them motivated. I worked a job once where you know, you do really well, and it's not my current job, I should say. Uh, you do really well. It was a retail job. And then, you know, once you're kind of at the top, you kind of coast a little bit, and then your manager maybe writes you up or yells at you or something, and it kind of snaps you back into going out and performing well. That probably happens to a lot of people in a lot of jobs. I think that's what Stan Gunny's trying to do here. Now, Stan also needs to look in a mirror and ask and, and try and figure out why he's starting Eric Bledsoe in crunch time or playing Eric Bledsoe in crunch time instead of Najee Marshall, who's the MVP of this game. Different story for maybe next part of the uh, show here because I do want to touch on Marshall and what he's been able to bring to the team. But, man, they, they're not going to go anywhere, anywhere, unless they start playing defense. And they have a golden opportunity to because the Golden State Warriors just lost rookie James Wiseman for the rest of the season. The Pelicans are a game behind them for 10th. The Kings are the Kings and haven't been good and you should be able to beat them tonight. OKC's tanking. Houston's bad. Minnesota's bad. There's not real any much competition for the 10th spot other than the Golden State Warriors who... You know, they're, they're not a good team, and they just lost their starting big man and a guy they really need, and there's no other bigs on the buyout market for him. New Orleans is a golden opportunity. They need to grasp this, and it's only going to get done if they play defense. But at the same point, why should we believe that they will? And that's the part that I kind of struggle with on this. There's no reason to think they will. Maybe they do. 
but there's no reason to think that they will. But that's where they've got to do it. And if they can't and can't get into the 10th spot when they're trying to get into the 10th spot because of the defense, they really, this is more of a David Griffin thing, need to evaluate this roster from everyone below Zion Williamson. And that includes Brandon Ingram. That includes Lonzo Ball. That includes literally everybody if they don't manage to get into the 10th spot because the defense is what kept them out. Injuries, other stuff, that changes the conversation. But right now, it looks like it might be defense because you barely, barely beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. And it took some, you know, near historic nights for Zion Williamson, a good scoring night from Brandon Ingram, and, you know, unsung guys making heroic plays to beat a tanking team. You shouldn't be happy about this win. Take it, you know, as they say, they don't put pictures in the standings. Take the win, but you shouldn't feel good about this one. So let's touch on Najee Marshall and Jackson Hayes here in a second. But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL are all in full swing. And Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first. First deposit using promo code locked on. That's locked on for free money when you make your first deposit. Over at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So even though they're dealing with injuries, the Pelicans are getting a decent look at some of the young guys who are playing a little bit more minutes than we were expecting. The first one that really jumps to mind again was kind of the unheralded guy, even though they did give him the game ball after the game, according to Stan Van Gundy, and that's Nazi Marshall. The two-way player for the team out of Xavier last year, he has done a really admirable job filling in over the past five games, kind of filling in the Josh Hart role. Not Nearly as good as Josh Hart, and that's okay, but giving you a lot of that hustle and energy that you need, a guy who's willing to go out and make the play. Over the past five games, and this isn't including the game against the, um, as I as I blank on who they played last night, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and Marshall was good in that game. So the previous five games before that, let me pull it up, he has averaged seven points, four, 4.4 rebounds, and 3.2 assists. He's not shooting the ball well, but he's giving you enough of those hustle plays, right? We all loved Kenny Hustle, Kenrich Williams for that. And he's kind of filling a lot of that role right now. The unsung guy who goes and gets a rebound or gets a defensive stop that allows the other guys to go out there and score and do their thing. In the game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, here it is, 15 points. Seven rebounds, four assists. He was also two of four from deep. That was his best game as a pro by far. He's shown something. You know, usually these two-way guys don't really develop into anything. But given a starring role right now on a team that's trying to compete, he's shown he can fit alongside Zion Williamson. Number one thing you want to look in a guy if he's going to be here in future seasons for New Orleans. How does he play well next to Zion? If Najee Marshall can go out and grab seven boards, four assists, and 15 points, he definitely can fit alongside Zion Williamson, and he's clearly showing it. He needs to improve his three-point shooting and become consistent in that area. And if he does... He's a guy that can be a rotation dude for New Orleans. He plays defense. He tries hard. He goes out and grabs rebounds. He'll come up with that stop when you need it, potentially. Or at least as the you know potential too, which a lot of guys don't. I dig it. He's going to be dirt cheap for New Orleans. And he's a guy they're probably going to bring back next season, I would guess, just because of the cost of what he would be. It's a really, really useful guy. And depending on how you feel, Josh Hart might go, and especially with his contract and all of that, well, that 
makes things a little bit interesting and maybe complicates his free agency for him in a negative way. But Najee Marshall has been really good for New Orleans recently, I've thought, and a guy I want to see continue to get some more minutes. For the Pelicans as well, Jackson Hayes, my God, is really stepping up, and he's been really, really good and looks like a building block alongside Zion Williamson. I love just the speed and athleticism he has. Look at that guy running down. He looks like a gazelle running down the court. That's the used cliche, right? The one everyone uses when it comes to that. But he looks like it with the long strides, the long legs, skinny. He moves well. And him in the dunker spot and the elevation he gets and that it's called vertical spacing, something I've been talking a lot about recently because he provides it. When you have a lob threat like that, you need to keep someone on that guy because he's going to score if Zion gets into the paint and then that guy rotates over because all Zion has to do is just toss the ball up casually. Jackson Hayes can get it and throw it down. Vertical spacing. But, but he's also, also providing like actual court spacing. He's hitting some threes, not on a big schedule or anything like that but he's starting to have them drop a little bit and taking jumpers from corners and if he gets that going that's going to be really really interesting to see if that's what he develops next that's going to should scare the league he's two of four this season I'm, j- I'm just saying he's two of four from three he hit that half court heave which Shouldn't really count against the Cavaliers, but he hit one uh, recently as well, and he is starting to put his whole game together. Again, he's got to be one of the better stories for New Orleans. He, uh, he also missed one against Brooklyn, hit one, or sorry, missed one against Philly, hit one against Brooklyn, and then hit one against Houston, and those are all the threes that he's taken so far this year. If he starts to put it all together, like look out rest of the league between him and Zion because they do really work well together. And you know what? It's going to show why he was the eighth overall pick and he's going to open things up. Plus he's been much better defensively and that's something New Orleans definitely needs. So he's been a great story with that early benching, working on his game, coming back in and you're starting to see little bits and pieces added to it. So we don't need to preview the Kings. The Kings are the Kings. Hopefully the Pelicans get a win tonight. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.